This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. We're taking you inside the mind of a man. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Nick Thompson, and you know me from the Netflix reality series Love is Blind, season two, where I got married to Daniel Rule. I'm happy to be here guest hosting How Men Think. Can answer all of your questions and help you understand how men are thinking in specific situations. Uh, but first, let's get to 11 questions with me. Um, these are questions that I'm happy to answer and, and very excited to get going here. So uh, first and foremost, what are you known for? Let's let's hear a little bit about myself. Um, well, I'm known now from uh, being on Love is Blind season two and uh, being one of the two couples that got married, I would say first and foremost. Uh, but a little bit more about me is I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I currently live in Chicago here with Danielle. Um, my passions include, um, you know, news and politics. I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts, hanging out with my friends, drinking a lot of coffee, uh, practicing yoga, working out, being outside. I love to walk around. Um, and then I also have a career in marketing for a software company called Mediafly. So um, I think that uh, that covers that pretty well. What are, or who am I in my personal life? Um, that's a good question. I think I shared a little bit of that with the, the last one, but um, I'm, I'm very uh, thoughtful, um, actually surprisingly to some people introverted. So I spend a lot of time uh, thinking things through, uh, listening to podcasts, uh, listening to audiobooks, books, uh, reading online uh, about, you know, thought leadership pieces. Um, I also spend Quite a bit of time now <laughs> recording my life for social media uh, more than I ever have before and then just hanging out with uh, friends and family and and um, you know doing the restaurant scene here in Chicago is always fun always something great to do in Chicago which I love especially coming into the summertime which we're doing right now uh, three shows that I've been watching well I actually in the last two weeks just finished two shows uh, that I really every night was kind of like which one do I watch which one do I watch um, and that would be inventing Anna and then super pumped and then also been kind of supplementing that with a little bit of Schitt's Creek, which I've seen periodically, but never watched uh, through f fully. So doing that with Danielle has been a really good time as well. What's my favorite food? Uh, pizza, pizza, pizza. I could eat pizza for every single meal. Uh, here in Chicago, we have deep dish. I do love deep dish, but I like thin crust. I like artesian 
pizzas, you name it, there's sauce and cheese on it, I'm there for it. Uh, tell you about your career. Um, I'm a VP in marketing at a software company called Mediafly. And um, I've been in marketing for the majority of my career. I really enjoy um, the storytelling aspect of it, the getting to know uh, people and their problems and how to solve those problems. And uh, it's really, really the storytelling, though, that, that keeps me invested and excited about marketing. Big, big fan of storytelling and helping people solve problems. My biggest fear in life, um, I would say that's actually changed over the years. One of my initial biggest fears was never finding someone to share my life with and spend my life with. Um, and, you know, ultimately just ending up with a lot of cats or a lot of dogs and, and riding solo. But now that that's changed, I think <laughs> now that that's changed with Danielle, I think one of my um, biggest fears is just leaving something on the table, um, not achieving something that I want to achieve or not going after something that I want to go at and, and living with that regret. So I think now it's kind of shifted a little bit to uh, not living, living life to the fullest and not having any regrets back in my life. Uh, what is my biggest pet peeve? Uh, I hate to admit this. I actually kind of have a lot of pet peeves, probably. I think one of my biggest pet peeves is, is clutter, um, aside from my desk, which is kind of cluttered at the moment. Um, when there's clutter in my house, in my life, it kind of makes me anxious and uneasy. And it, it's a difficult thing for me to, to not like immediately start organizing clutter. So I think that's probably my biggest pet peeve. What makes you the most happy? Um, you know, I, I think the times I'm the most happy are when I can just look around my surroundings. And, you know, a lot of those times now are with Danielle and Grayson and Wiz, but I just look around and I'm like, you know, there's no place else I'd rather be right now. And sometimes that can be here at home. Sometimes that can be at a nice dinner or doing some sort of activity. But I think those are the moments when I'm really the most happy. What's my ideal Saturday morning? Um, not rushing. I think with life and working the way that I uh, do in my career with marketing, mornings are not a good time to, to try and relax. You, you're immediately up and now working from home the last couple of years, it's like you're up and you're at it the moment you look at your phone. So I like Saturday mornings when I get to kind of lay around in bed, enjoy my coffee, listen to podcasts, listen to music, and just not have anywhere to be at least for a little bit. Uh, later in the day. Am I more of an <laughs> athlete or an armchair quarterback? Um, well, I used to used to be a little more athletic. I used to play flag, flag football. Um, I haven't played in the last couple of years, but I definitely like to sit in that armchair and, and talk to uh, the Bears coaching staff and tell them what they should be doing here in Chicago. So probably a little bit of a mix of both, maybe leaning a little bit more into armchair quarterback these days. Um, next question, what keeps me motivated? I think the desire for more is what keeps me motivated. I don't like to settle at all on anything. Uh, I try to give everything 100%. And so for me, what keeps me motivated is the what's next. Okay, I've achieved this, what's next? Okay, I've achieved this, what's next? And that doesn't necessarily just mean in career or you know, purchasing a condo or a house. It just means um, you know, once I achieve something, what's next? It can be, uh, I've run two miles and they've been 10 minutes each. Now, how do I get those to nine minutes each? Um, it could be something like, what's my next career step? Or I want to you know, move into a, a bigger house with Danielle. So it's just always looking into what's next and keeping myself on edge to, to stay motivated. All right. That was a little bit about me. 11 questions with Nick Thompson from Love is Blind season two. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back in a moment. <laughs>
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com all right we're back here with carissa who's here for, with our first question from a caller today hey carissa how are you doing hi i'm good how are you doing doing great thanks for calling in okay so my question is um okay so when i'm out like trying to meet people and i'm talking to a guy and it's like you know going mom we're like flirting and stuff I always feel so awkward when the conversation is like coming to an end and they haven't asked for my number yet. And I'm, I'm definitely not bold enough to like ask for their number or like just give them my number. And so I was thinking maybe I could like ask for like their Instagram or something. Cause that's like a little bit more casual, but I don't know. Is that weird? Is that like too bold also? So uh, first question for you, is this, if you meet someone in person or is this on a dating app? Um, in person, like, out, like at a bar, just like at the store or something. So I think if you don't want to be bold and give your phone number, I think following on Instagram is an easy thing to do. In fact, I would even be like, <clears throat> hey, let's keep in touch. Can I follow you on Instagram and keep it even a little more casual? And to be honest, though, I think sometimes guys are just as shy. Um, I know it's it's weird maybe coming for me since I did my dating in front of the whole world on Love is Blind, but um, you know, I'd be in those situations too, where as a guy, I'm like, is it okay to ask for the number? Is she just being nice? Um, and you know, he may have those nerves too. So I think asking for a follow or or offering to follow him on Instagram, if that's more comfortable for you than giving your phone number, asking for a phone number, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I thought then, you know, they kind of like can see a little bit more about me and I can see a little bit more about them too, like from their profile and stuff. Yeah, I think so too. And especially when you meet in person, you don't get, you know, there's pros and cons to online dating, but when you meet in person, you don't even get any context of what do you like to do for fun or what are your, your clever answers to the, the thought provoking questions they ask. So I think it's perffectly <laughs> acceptable um, to, to share Instagrams. Absolutely. Right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. It was nice talking to you. Nice talking to you too. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, Nikki, how are you doing? Thanks for calling in. 
Good. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Happy to talk to you and hopefully help you out a bit. Sure. Um, so my question is, you know, I'm, I am recently divorced and I am trying to get out there and, and date. And I'm just wondering, I mean, do guys actually, you know, ask women out on dates in person anymore? Or is this all a, an online text kind of generation? Um, that's a really, really tough question. I think it's definitely maybe an 80, 20, 90, 10 split of online dating versus meeting in person. But I do think if you get out there and you put yourself in social situations where someone has an opportunity to have a conversation with you, it can still happen that way. Um, just not so sure that um, people are as comfortable having those in-person interactions as they were pre-apps, right? So everyone now is just a swipe away from the next person. Uh, I, I mean, it's to the point where before I was on the show and met Danielle, I would literally be out with um, friends and stuff and people would be on their app on the phone. It's like, you know, work to be present when you are out. And I think that you can, um, you know, maybe meet someone in a, a more organic way, but I definitely think it's, it's skewed towards the apps. It just gives people almost like uh, something to hide behind, uh, give, which gives them a little bit more of my take on it. Are you, do you ever put yourself out there in, in social situations and you're just not seeing anything or what is your, what has your dating been like since getting divorced? Uh, non-existent. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. the, the funny thing about this is that when you go on a date, you are in person with somebody, you're, you are with them. So it's weird. It's just weird to me that people want to communicate without talking to the person face-to-face, -face, but they want to go on a date with them face-to-face. -face. So it's just so weird to me, but yes, I go out with, um, girlfriends. We, you know, go to, um, dance. Uh, it's like, uh, okay. social dance classes, like swing dancing and all those kind of, um, places and, um, you know, just out for cocktails, of course. Um, different things like that, some activities, hiking, whatnot. It's just that I don't seem to meet anybody and anybody that I, any man that I do meet, they already have a wife or a girlfriend or something like that. So it's yeah. not, I, I'm not seeing, even at church, I'm not, everyone is pretty much coupled up. So, okay. <laughs> so it's just that one of those things where I'm not really running into any single men that are, you know, a little bit older, not so much in their twenties. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's kind of, that sounds, yeah, that sounds like a tough situation. And are you comfortable if you do like someone and in, in starting that conversation or if you find someone attractive going up to them? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a problem doing that, but like I said, the mo most of the times when I go up and talk to them, either they're really nice, but either they're already involved with somebody or they're, they're too young. So, oh, I see. okay. Yeah. So it's, you know, I get these young guys that are interested, but I'm like, no, unfortunately yeah. <laughs> you're way too young. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, I understand you have to have your, 
your sort of uh, window of age there so that you're at least in the same book, if not on the same page. Um, right. I think like my advice to you and my thought, and this is, you know, this is coming from a, a third party over here. My thought process is keep doing what you're doing. Keep being social, going out with your friends, taking these dance classes and don't get discouraged or lose confidence in that walking up to a man that you find attractive or that you're interested in getting to know more because it only takes one that doesn't have someone and that ends up being the right one and timing is everything. So maybe it just hasn't all lined up yet for you. Yeah. And I do have another question because maybe, maybe, you know, I am coming across someone that is single, but I don't, you know, I don't know, or maybe when I do meet somebody that is single and I think that they're attracted to me as well, but they're still not asking for my number or asking me out. What, what cues would, would I give a guy during a conversation that would maybe lead him to asking me out or asking for my number at least? Yeah, I think that's twofold. I actually just had a similar question with the last caller. I think men are are shy for one. Like, don't don't think that we're not shy too. We are. Uh, we don't want to ask for your number and get rejected. And we're looking for those same cues that you're looking for. Um, and you know, some people receive them different. Some people give them different. I would say, um, first of all, it sounds like you're you're a pretty confident woman. So if you are talking to a guy and he's not asking for your number, ask for his just be bold. I think you, you sound like you might be comfortable doing that. The other thing is, I think if he's in a conversation with you, if it's not a short one-sided answer, or you're not carrying the conversation, there's a very good chance that he's, he's into you. And maybe he's just nervous for his own reason. Another thing too, is like, you know, subtle touching of a, of an elbow or, or leaning in, or, um, you know, some of those nonverbal cues there, I think also really indicate, um, you know, whether or not someone's interested in you. I know f- for me, when I was dating, I would not move. I would be stiff as a board if I wasn't interested in someone. Again, that's just one person, but I think that those are some things you can probably look for. But I, again, I think society right now is much more comfortable using dating apps and communicating through text. Um, so, you know, there might just be a level of shyness there that you're just not aware of. All righty. I know it sucks. I know it sucks. Like I, you know, because, I, because a woman, <laughs> a woman wants a man. That's a man. You, you want a man to be the, the one that approaches you. You want the man to, you know, you want the knight in shining armor. I mean, it's still going to, mm-hmm. it's still going to be what a woman wants. I mean, maybe someone really young because they haven't grown up, you know, uh, with the same kind of, guys, uh, maybe they don't mind, but I don't know for someone my age, which is late forties, you know, you, I want a man to be a man. I want him to come to me and ask me out and him to, to be confident because if a man isn't confident, that's not very attractive. Yeah. I can understand that completely. I, I really think, um, it's, it's easy for me to say this too, but it, it's probably just not been the right timing for some of these, these men or for the right guy to come along. And I, if you're confident though, I I would keep approaching. If you like someone, I would keep doing that. Okay. It only takes one. It only takes one. (laughs) True. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. 
Yeah, of course. It was so nice to meet you and good luck to you. Thank you. Hey, Shauna, thanks for calling in. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me today. Awesome. Glad to have you. So what's on your mind? All right. Well, basically, this has been on my mind for a while now. I've been in a relationship with a great guy for about six months. And over time, I've, I've definitely come to learn that his love language is acts of service. I'm sure you're probably familiar with. Uh, but myself, I'm pretty different because mine is words of affirmation. So sometimes I notice that he's struggling to open up during our conversations and stuff. And this just tends to pose a problem for me because I don't know, I'm the kind of person that needs reassurance. That is something that goes a long way for me. Uh, but the good thing is, you know, his acts of service does show that he cares. He'll always take the time to cook me a fabulous dinner, you know, call me just to say hi, uh, do other nice gestures. Like he'll regularly pick up the bill when we go out to dinner, which is great. Um, but I don't know, I just struggle and I get in my head sometimes because I guess I'm wondering how he feels deep down. And uh, I guess my question here is, how do I go about asking him for verbal affirmations in kind of maybe a casual sort of way? That way, I don't seem like I'm forcing him to open up when he doesn't feel comfortable doing so. Right. I'm, I think that is a very multi-leveled question. So I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to try and, and hit a couple points that I immediately jump out to me. One is love languages are a great tool to understand one another, but it goes, at least in my opinion, it goes beyond how you receive love and goes into also how your partner gives love. So everybody has, here's how I receive love. Here's how I show love. And I think for you two, it would be an amazing exercise to have a safe space where you can both talk about that and maybe even both think about it because a lot of times I know for me over the years, like I know how I receive love, but I never thought about is the way I'm showing love the way that the person I'm with needs me to show love. And then you also, which just sounds like you do a great job of this already, understanding his love languages, acts of service. And so you realize he is trying to show you love. So I think wondering how he really feels, mm. you should take that into consideration too, that, hey, he is doing these acts of service. He is calling me. He is picking up the bill on our dates. And so he is showing me love. And then if you can educate him on the other way you need to be shown love through words of affirmation, then you guys can hopefully find like a 50-50 split where, you know, he can reach out a little bit out of his comfort zone to give you those words of affirmation. And then you can also understand a little bit better the way he's showing you love and then vice versa as well. And I think if you guys can have a conversation around that in a safe space where it's not accusatory, it's not, no one's going to take anything personally or as a criticism, it could really go a long way for, for your relationship and helping to understand one another. No, that's awesome. I think the key word and you're trying to emphasize here is maybe compromise, um, which is probably, yeah, yeah something that I could work on. And understanding on too. Yeah. understanding. Yeah. I get a little rigid, I think sometimes because I've read a lot of books and sometimes I feel like I need to stick with a certain structure, but I like what you're saying about being flexible and everything. That's definitely something I could try to be a little bit better about for sure. Yeah. And I think too, like this is, and I, I'm like you, I've probably read way too many books. I have way too many <laughs> ideas of, of what a marriage or a relationship should be versus what they are in reality. And, and um, you know, flexibility and listening more is always key. And I think that the real 
key is that when you have these conversations, whether it's this or whether it's about the future, whether it's about whatever, it just needs to be in a safe space where yeah. it's okay to feel uncomfortable. That doesn't mean that this person doesn't like you or love you anymore. It's okay to be hurt, but that doesn't mean this person doesn't like you or love you anymore. Does that make sense? It totally does. I think maybe I need to try not to overthink it and just go with the flow. And uh, this gives me a lot to think about. Thank you. Yeah, good. It's my pleasure. I wish you two nothing but the best. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks. It was nice to meet you. You too, Nick. And good luck. <laughs> Bye. Hey, Celeste. Thanks for calling in. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Glad to get the chance to talk to you. You too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. What's on your mind? Um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm single. I always hear of my friends that are all married with babies and everything that they just knew that their husband was the one. And I just, I want your advice on like how to know, like just logically, like how you actually know, or are you just feeling pressure to like do the damn thing? Or do you like, is it truly like you can know that that person is the one or do you, do you like just talk yourself into it? I think that there's a lot of both that goes on in the, in the world of dating, in the world of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I personally, I'm very intuitive. I can sense how people are feeling. I can sense connections. I can sense no connection. Um, so for me, I know, like, I always knew I was going to know. And there's times where I had to walk away from getting in a situation where it was just going to be like, all right, well, let's just do this because it's the next step in our timeline. Um, So I think that there's a combination of both because some people don't have the strength to walk away from a situation like that. But my, my feeling for you is like, think, think to yourself, if I am with someone or I am dating someone and you have to compromise, like there's no perfect person for everyone. We're all compromising all the time, but think to yourself, like, if I was to be with this person in 10 years, would I still want to be with this person? Is this a person I can grow with together? And there's kind of a logic behind that. Mm-hmm. Do we complement each other or are we exactly the same? And some people may want exactly the same. Some people may want to compliment. Identify these like key things that are really important to you. And then that's when I think you can actually start to know if you meet someone. So if you're not sure exactly what you're looking for yet, or you're not sure what you want your life to look like in 10 years with someone, then I think that would be like step one, because then I think mm-hmm. the rest does just kind of happen inside. Mm. Like start that... checking these boxes you didn't even know you had. Got it. Because like, do they fit the vision you have of yourself in 10 years? And if the, it's like easy, if the answer is yes, then like yeah. the next steps present themselves. But if it's like, no, I don't see it, then that's your answer. Exactly. And I, again, to just pull from my own experience, I always thought I would just know. Right. And it wasn't working. And there was, there were times when I was, especially over the last couple of years before going on love is blind and meeting Danielle, I just kind of was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, I'm not going to date anymore. Like, this is just such a waste of time. And you know, everybody's like, I'm not connecting with anyone in the way that I know I need to, but I really started reflecting on like, what do I actually want? And once I kind of figured that stuff out, it wasn't sticking a square peg of a person in the round hole. It was like, 
oh, we're both squares going into the square hole. So let's just go together kind of thing. So I think it, it really is, it really is identifying here's the, here's the main things I'm looking for. Here's what I really need. And then you'll meet the person that is just what you really need. And that's when you know. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like, um, but also like, how does age play into it? Like you're just at the age where you like, it is time. So are you, are you going to like make the person <laughs> like be the thing that you need because it's like the time? I think I used to think like that. And I think um, culturally women think that way, especially if they want to have a family. But yeah. my advice to you is don't rush it. Don't force it. The right yeah. person is like, it's they're out there. And they'll fit your vision, as you said. You've just mm -hmm. got to give time its chance to work itself out. And you never know. I mean, I said this to a caller earlier, like it only takes one and you never know where that one is. They could be mm -hmm. right outside your door right now when you go to take a walk or leave your house. You just don't know. You and just so don't if you, know. yeah, if you know what you want, at least when that person's there, you're ready for them. I like that. I I needed this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. I, I feel like it's a lot of a uh, visionary, visionary thoughts Western. and easy. Yeah. yeah. But I hope it helps. No. Yeah. The vision is the clearest aspect of it because there's so many variables, but like when you're like at the end of the day, what do I want my future to look like? And like, what kind of person would get me there or be there with me? And then mm -hmm. that is like the clearest way to understand it. Exactly. And literally like what it came down to for me is I want someone that's going to go on adventures with me mm -hmm. and that can be walking down the street. That can be vacation. That can be trips, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like that stuff you can do with a lot of people, but I want someone I can just sit on the couch with and sort of melt. And that's a safe, comfortable place to be. And so finding that, it's it, hard. You know, it, it became, yeah, yeah it became like, who's the right person to do both of those things with me that I, that I want to do it with. And it took me a long time to figure that out. That's incredible. Well, I'm so happy that you found that <laughs> and sharing that, it. sharing that insight is beautiful. So yeah. thank you're you gonna so find much. It too. I wish you nothing. Thank you. Everyone does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find them. You'll find them. Just stay confident okay. and don't get discouraged. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And okay. have a good rest of your weekend too. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, Hannah. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. I'm glad to meet you and have you on today. It's... So thanks for joining. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, I could really use your help. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope I can help. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so I went on a date with this guy a few days ago and it was, it was a great time. You know, we connected on things that we enjoyed to do together and hobbies. Um, but the thing is, is that I didn't feel this physical connection with him, like this attraction. And it's kind of a big thing for me. Like, I really do feel that we should both be, you know, feeling that physical attraction together. And so my question is, can this be something that I can, build up over time or something that I can have over time, that attraction to him, or am I just kind of wasting my time and I should just end it right now? Uh, that's a tough, tough question. You guys, 
uh, met. Uh, how did you meet? We met on a on a dating app, Tinder. <laughs> okay, so one more question on that, and then I think I, I have an idea of what what advice I can hopefully offer you. Um, did you yeah. find him attractive from his pictures or from your conversation? And then when you met, there was just a vibe off, or was it just he's amazing? I don't think he's cute. Yeah. So from he only had a couple photos on his profile, and from what I saw it did, you know, I did feel some attraction there, but in person, it, it wasn't like catfishing, but it just, it was different. And so, yeah, I thought he was amazing, but it wasn't the same as what I thought it was going to be. So I think that's a a feeling that I know I had back when I was dating on dating apps often, not again, like I wasn't catfished, but there was definitely, you know, a little bit of a a different image. Um, I think if you enjoy his company and you enjoy the conversation and you have similar hobbies and interests, you should give it another date or two if he's up for it and just see, um, because if it was, if he was a little different the first time you saw him than what you were anticipating from the photos and the conversation, there's that initial shock that I think can, can fade now that you know what he looks like. You go out Mm -hmm. a couple of times and see if that can grow. There's a very good chance it doesn't. So I'm not going to be naive and say, oh, it's it's most likely to grow because you guys have a great connection, but maybe you'll be able to become friends and still enjoy some of those hobbies together. Or in another situation, maybe you start finding him attractive and, and you go in that direction as well. But I don't think after one date, you need to call it on that, especially given the circumstances. I think you should try it again, another date or two and see. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Thank you so much. Cool. Yeah, it's my pleasure and good luck. I hope uh, that or whomever you end up finding works out great. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. No problem. Pleasure to meet you. You too. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello. How are you? Hey, Brenda. It's Nick. Nice to meet you. Thanks for calling in. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Awesome. What, what's on your mind today? What do you, what do you want to ask or share? Yeah. Uh, so I've been dating my boyfriend for about a year and honestly, things are really great, but I live in California while he lives in New York. And so it makes it a little tough, but I still really see a future with him and could see myself moving to be with him. Um, but when I asked him if he'd consider moving to California, he said, no. So, yeah, now I'm worried, you know, like here I am willing to give up my life for someone and I'm not sure if he's ready to do that for me. And I don't know what to think. Well, I think there's a lot to unpack here. Do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? Of course, yeah. Okay, so you guys have been dating for a year. That's a long time. I think that's a fair assessment you're doing of your relationship. Um, How did you meet? Where did you meet and how long before you were separated or have you been separated the whole time? So um, we met at a wedding, actually, through some mutual friends. Um, And we've always lived apart from one another, but we visit very regularly. Okay. What's what's regularly? Like every (laughs) month, every two weeks? Um, Every month. So we kind of switch off. Okay, cool. Last question, and then I think I, I have some some thoughts on it. Um, what do you both do for work? And are you guys remote or, or is, is someone kind of tied to their location for work? 
Right. So uh, I'm remote. Um, I, I work uh, through like a tutoring service, but everything is online. Okay. Uh, and uh, he is in person. He, um, he works for the city. So, um, okay. Yeah. So have you talked about that? Because that was what I was thinking. If he had an in-person job, he might feel a little more um, tied to his location and then especially working for this city. Um, you know, I, again, I don't, I don't know what he does or if that would be something that'd be duplicatable. I don't even know if that's a word duplicated <laughs> in California if you were to, to move towards you. Uh, but if he's loving, you know, if he loves his job or, or something that could be part of it, maybe that's the discussion you two could have. Uh, are both of your families uh, in New York for him and then in California for you? No, actually, that was what was funny. It's like we both traveled to this wedding. Um, he, he knows one of my cousins. And so that's, that's kind of how we met. But all of our family lives in the same place. They live in the Midwest. Ah, we're in the Midwest. Uh, in Kansas. Ah, I think problem solved. You both just moved back to Kansas. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I think maybe before you have a conversation about where you're going to live, you should have a conversation about, is this what we want? Do we, and it, I'm not saying give an ultimatum, but maybe have a conversation about like, okay, where is this going? Because if neither of you are willing to move, under any circumstances, that says a lot. Um, yeah. and, and I don't think you should look at it as he's, he's um, not willing to make the, the same commitment that you are to, to move. I, I don't think that's necessarily the right way to look at it. I don't know if it's fair to either of you to think that way, uh, but I think you should just have a conversation about the relationship and like, well, what could it look like if we continue this um, long distance? Like how long is that sustainable? Uh, if we, if you move to New York, what would that look like? Is that possible? If he moves to California, what would that look like? Is that possible? Kind of understand what your swim lanes are so that you can pick one, whether that is doing something together or realizing that, you know, maybe you do have to go your separate ways, which I'm not wishing for either of you. Uh, but that, that would be my advice. Like I would, I would try to understand the, the different forks in the road and, and just make sure that you're both comfortable with yourself and comfortable with whatever you guys decide to do and whatever route you, you identify. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, I just heard the no initially, like there's no way he was moving. And then it just, I turned off, you know, I was, I, I yeah. went to that kind of dark place, like it's me and maybe there's more to it. And I need to just be more open, open to hearing. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's a natural thing for you to feel that way. Um, I know I've, I've felt that way plenty of times. Um, and you know, you kind of, you kind of have to learn the, the way to think sometimes is try and get the other person's perspective without taking it as a criticism or as a, as you know, he doesn't want you. Cause I, I don't know, but I don't think that that says that as an outsider, I think there's just other things you guys could consider, um, looking at and trying to really understand each other. And even, I don't know how great your communication is, but just listen to him. Just ask him, like, where do you, where's this relationship going to you and, and create a, you know, I've said this before, like a safe space where he can be honest with you and you won't, and you, you'll try your best not to be hurt. You might get hurt, um, but, you know, just try your best to hear him out and then ask for the same in return from him. And hopefully you guys can have a, a good conversation. 
Yeah, I think I, I need to be ready to have the hard conversation, not the, the easy one. I was just hoping to hear yes and the end, right? Happily ever after. Yeah. And once I didn't hear that. So yeah. Can I, I think- ask can I ask you one one last thing just because I'm oh, I'm a I'm a curious person. Would you move to New York for him? Yeah, I would. I guess that's what's scary is to hear that he wouldn't for me. And that's where I just kind of turned off. You know, it was like, oh, okay, then I guess this isn't what I wanted to be when I didn't hear him out. Why? Yeah. And maybe that's what I was going to say. Maybe that's all you need is I will move for him. He's not, he doesn't, if he wants you to move for him and then you move for him and you guys are happy and you're together, does it really matter? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know. And that's, that's what I'm saying is like, I put that block up and it was kind of immature and, and dumb of me, but I, I can see how it's a know, human, have... normal human behavior. To do that. <laughs> you don't have to feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I was human again. There I go again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just need to, to give, give him the benefit of the doubt and have the adult conversation, you know, not yeah. the, the wishful thinking one. Yeah. And just remember, it's not about whether or not he would move for you as, as an exclusive determining factor. He has his own thought processes, why he would not. And maybe you'll hear it and, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll move. Maybe you'll hear it and be like, I don't know how I feel. Let's do this, this long distance thing a little longer. Maybe you'll hear it and be like, that's a excuse or that's not going to work for me. And then, you, you know, either way, you know, your path, but I would just definitely try to hear him out and have a heart to heart with him. Totally. Totally. Well, I appreciate it. That's really yeah, helpful. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I really, really am rooting for you both. And I hope <laughs> that you, you have a good conversation around that soon. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. It was nice to meet you too. Best of luck. Take care. You too. Thanks. All right. Well, thanks to all of our callers. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to do a little bit more of the Q&A. <laughs> Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com all 
right, we are back. Uh, again, this is Nick from Love is Blind, and we've got some questions that came in from you guys written over social media that we're going to get to right now. So first one here, uh, Nick, we know you from Love is Blind. You fell in love in the pods and ended up marrying Danielle. If you could go back to that time during filming, would you change anything? Um, I would not change anything other than I wish that Danielle and I got to spend um, a little bit more time together off camera, but I, I wish we could have um, done some of the things that we were able to do post show, uh, post getting married, just to kind of have a little bit, um, a little bit more of our, our bond together there. And I think we, we were pretty confident, uh, even though we were back and forth on whether or not we should get married, we were pretty confident in our relationship and we knew we were going to keep dating afterwards. But some of the things that we got to do just even the next day after filming to not have cameras on you so, so often, um, we were just really able to, to build this, this amazing foundation in the pods. Um, and then, you know, you're just filming for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then we were able to even build on that foundation more afterwards. So I almost just wish we got a little more time to do some of the things we did um, during or after filming, during filming. But I wouldn't change um, outside of, you know, that and, and maybe some of the other elements that go into filming. I wouldn't change anything. Um, we had, we spent a lot of time getting to know each other. We spent uh, a lot of energy trying to figure out if we should be together. And, and I think that went a long way to making us uh, be where we are today and ultimately saying yes at the altar too. Second question, why did you decide to go on Love is Blind? This question is, um, <laughs> it's so funny to me because it's like the basic simplest answer in the world. Uh, they actually found me on LinkedIn and sent me a message. I had heard of the show just because everyone was talking about it. I had never watched it until then. And after watching it, it was actually seeing um, Lauren and Cameron and, and the Barnetts, um, Amber and Matt get together and have these sort of authentic relationships, uh, even though they were very different. And it addressed my biggest critique of dating, which was that everybody has a million opportunities or at least views it that way, that the next person's one swipe away. So when I decided to go on this, it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm actually gonna get to know 15 women. I'm going to find out if any of them are a good fit for me. But ultimately, like I'm getting rid of all those distractions and I'm able to focus and the other people are doing the same thing. So I'm not going to have to worry about a lot of the things that you worry about after you go on a date with someone that you meet on a dating app. Uh, so ultimately, it was just it eliminated all of my critiques of the dating world and put me in a situation where it's all I had to do was focus on it. And all um, in this case, Danielle had to do was was focus on it. And we were able to obviously build a, a great relationship because of that. So that would be uh, my main reason why I went on the show. All right. What was the moment you knew Danielle was the one? Um, there's two answers to this question. The first one was the she was probably the 10th person that I talked to on day one. And you speed date all 15 men and all 15 women uh, for seven minutes each. And I was already getting fatigued. I hadn't, and, and everyone was a, a beautiful, wonderful person that I had met. All of the women are. And I just hadn't felt that connection with someone. And I, it was coming to the end of the 15. And I was thinking, oh man, well, this isn't going to work for me. And then I met Danielle. And the moment she said, hello, the energy just shot through the pods and I could feel it. Then on day three, she told me 
that I was the only one that she wanted to be with there. And that if I wanted to continue to experiment, that's fine. If I wasn't feeling that way, that's fine too, that she was going to go home. And so I was taken aback, even though I was feeling the connection. And when I went back to my room that night, I was like trying to process this. And one of the ways I process uh, is by writing, uh, journaling. So I just started writing how I was feeling about Danielle. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with her. And <laughs> it's day three. And so as I'm writing this, I wrote um, this letter. And then at the end I wrote, you know, if this is, um, if you're reading this right now, Danielle, I'm about to propose to you. And I saved it on day three until um, I proposed on proposal day and uh, gave it to her then because I just knew through that writing and getting my thoughts out that she was going to be the one. How do you tell if a guy's interested in you? I will say this over and over until the day I die. And this isn't just, this isn't just guys. This is for anyone, but specifically guys. If he's paying attention to you, if he's responsive, if he's making time for you, he likes you. If he's not, if he's playing games, if he's not returning calls or texts, or he's not following up and making plans, he's not into you and he's just playing a game. But when a guy makes time for you, he, you will know that he's into you and then he will make plans. You will wanna make plans and you won't feel weird about asking him to. So all of these things will, will come together when you meet the right person. And if they're spending the time, they're responding, they're making plans, you're comfortable making plans and you don't have to wonder if it's okay to text them or if it's too soon after the date, that's when you'll know. So just make time for each other if you like someone and they'll do the same for you and you'll know that they're interested in you. All right, well, I wanna thank all of you for listening today and thank How Men Think for having me on to host. I wanna thank all of our callers for calling in and I hope that uh, any advice I gave you was helpful. I wish you all nothing but the best. Also wanna thank everyone who wrote in on social media with all those great questions. I'm happy to answer them. And thank you all for listening today. If you want to hear more from me, you can find me at Instagram, which is at nthompson513, at nthompson513 on Instagram. And uh, feel free to shoot me over any more questions you might have there too. So thank you and take care. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio London audio production. Listen each Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.